Well, I'm going to admit defeat in the whole bourbon challenge thing here, <laughs> but are you going to have uh, XJ at Wheels in the Woods? I've been strongly debating on that. Um, with a lot of the stuff been going on with work the last couple of weeks here, there's no way it's going to be driving there, but I'm debating about trailering it there or not. Well, um, then it'll be a draw on the challenge. Yeah, I mean, we, we kind of figured that a while ago, though. But that's all right. Yeah. But uh, bringing it would be fine. I'm going to try. Um, I, I've got to see if I could borrow Ed's trailer for the day. Um, I'm pretty sure my truck can tow all that. <laughs> so i got to get someone to drive that and bring Pegasus down, get it all done in one go. We, so. You might not be the only person trailering. We did have somebody contact us at the museum page, oh. wanted to know if they could bring their in-progress build of what looks like a pretty uh, badass uh, Jeep Comanche. Ooh. And I said, yeah, I said, just put it on the trailer, whatever you need to do. So, you know, you might not be the only one that's not running. Yeah, it's basically, I mean, there's a lot of latches and stuff not done. If I get the doors back on... Uh, I'm going to just have to strap some stuff down. I'm straight up going to back the trailer up to the garage, push it on the trailer, and drive it there. Uh, the only downside, I have a ton of stuff on the roof that I've been storing. So Yeah, so maybe do it, maybe not, but we'll see. Yeah, i got to really look and see if, as long as I can shove all that off to the side for now, maybe actually sort through it, put it away properly, and then uh, maybe try and at least get that down, maybe throw those uh, 33s on for effect. I'm thinking about it just because I, I I think I owe it to a lot of our listeners. We've been talking about it a lot to see one that it is real. It's not just you know random pictures. Yeah. <laughs> and two, kind of that maybe that little bit of drive to get it out there. And three, maybe the wind will blow some of the dust and stuff off, so I don't have to deal with it. <laughs> hey man, I'm I'm looking forward to it. You know, Wheels in the Woods 2021 is in two weeks here, so yeah, I'm I'm bummed it won't be driving there. Um, but like I said, just the way some things have been going the last couple of weeks, it's not been possible. I, I had talked to my boss about a couple extra days off just to try and mad dash to the finish. And he gave me one of the weeks I needed, not the second week. So at this point, there's no way. So, well, speaking of projects, I, I've got some project stuff to talk about today. And, uh, what do you think, John? Let's do it. It's time to hit the trail. Lock in those hubs and throw it into low range. Because you are listening to Wheelin' with Keith and Johnny Orange. They're here to talk about 4x4s and everything to do with enjoying the great outdoors. Here's your hosts, Keith and Johnny Orange. All right, John, once again, we have a sponsor for this episode, and I'm going to mention them real quick, but then we need to talk about this, because I think that we've got something pretty interesting in front of us. We we Uh, got new beer coming? No beer for this episode, (laughs) no beer, Um, but uh, something just as good, I think, and our sponsor for this episode is Texan Auto Seat Cover, Uh, and that's texanautoseatcover.com. For you folks that would be interested in seeing their products. We're going to talk a little bit more about that here for a second. I'm going to tell you why we're talking about them and why they're a sponsor. Uh, you got to see, uh, they have shipped us out very generously, a seat bottom replacement for mm. the project, well, yet to be unnamed project, the King Ranch interior going in the 08 Ford. 
trying to uh, remember. I thought I had a cool, really cool name for that one. I don't remember what it was. We're still coming up with a name. We'll, yeah. we'll find one out. But um, to catch our listeners up that maybe uh, forgot about it because it's been a few episodes since we've talked about it, we are building an 08 F-350 uh, crew cab. Uh, going to be Cummins diesel powered, a few other cool tricks that we're doing with it. But, uh, one of the things we're doing is we're taking the XL interior out and we're replacing it with a, uh, used 2007 Ford King ranch interior. Now there's a couple reasons that we're doing the 2007 versus going to an 08 to 10. Now, number one is we didn't find an 08 to 10 interior. <laughs> uh, but with that being said, there's some benefits going to the 03 to 07 King Ranch interior. One, the 03 to 07 was the real saddle leather seats, which I am a big fan of. I, you know, 08 I newer. I love the look. I love, I love the smell of them. As weird as oh, that yeah. sounds, nothing beats the smell of good quality leather. 08 to 10 uh, went to a leather synthetic, and I don't know exactly yeah. what the blend is. Wrong. Um, <laughs> on the King Ranches. Or 08 on up. Um, but the 07 and down. And then the second reason going with that. The 08 and up King Ranch seats, and actually all Ford seats in the Super Duties, when you had the heated seat option, the buttons for the heated seats were then integral to the dashboard. Now, since the XL that we're building does not have the King Ranch dashboard, it does not have the King Ranch wiring harness, um, and that was one of the things, is they had this big wiring harness that was kind of integral to the dashboard, went up under the floor mats. The 07 and older King Ranch interior used the heated seat button right on the side of the seat and all we have to do is send power uh so hot and negative to it and we should have the heated seats nice. working so it's a kind of just a standalone modular design which is nice but uh as our listeners for a while know we we picked up the this uh 07 interior and it's an otherwise pretty darn good shape oh, yeah. with exception of the armrest covers and the uh, seat cover on the yeah, or not the seat cover. The center console but, needs a pretty good wash too. Well, that needs a cleaning, <laughs> yeah. but it's in good shape. Yeah, it's in fantastic. The, I'm shape. sorry, the seat bottom on yeah. the driver's seat, which is real common, you know, because oh, that's yeah. where it gets used the most on vehicles. Seat bottom, driver's side. Uh, did a bunch of research, bunch of research going around looking at who had a way of either fixing this seat bottom or replacing the seat bottom, and I found out I mean, that duct tape's not acceptable. Well, I mean, there's duct tape currently on Project Excursion seat, but... Uh, <laughs> a little um, more classy upgrade. Yeah, huh? yeah, we're going a little more classy <laughs> with this thing. And um, looking at the uh, seat bottom options, the factory Ford King Ranch seat bottoms uh, were about $400, $450, and they've since been discontinued. Now, there might oh, be a dealership around there where there's one floating in still in the system somewhere. Uh, but it does not look like it. There's yeah. a number of people on some forums in the last year or two that have said they've not been able to get one tracked down. So uh, I remember issues like that when I worked at the dealership. So it was predominantly Ford, a lot of Ford parts. And a lot of the stuff we worked on was just older vehicles. Couldn't get parts, you know, stuff back ordered. It's like this dealer has it, but they won't ship it. So you got to weigh the cost of going to get it or talking them into paying to ship it and you know certain things like an excursion flywheel for example uh factory ford ones at least at that time were not easy to find and there was more than one occasion the cost of factory versus aftermarket customers like no go aftermarket yeah exactly and yeah i mean that may have changed since but i don't know so I've been I had, out of that game a while <laughs> i had started doing a bunch of research and going around the web and looking at who uh you know, makes a replacement seat bottom for this. So when I say, 
you know, it's kind of a, a misnomer here saying Texan auto seat cover. We're not putting seat covers on this. We're actually recovering the seat. Yeah. We're replacing the seat bottom. Actual what goes over the foam and all the metal supports underneath it. Correct. Yeah. And so they sent us out, like I said, a seat bottom and some armrests. Mm. And, John, I'm going to hand this over to you, and I want you to take a look and tell me what you think of the quality of this product. We have not installed it yet. We're, yeah. we're going to probably do a YouTube video or something here. But, um, you know, we'll definitely post some pictures on uh, 4x4 Talk and stuff as we go along. Yeah. But First and foremost... <clears throat> Oh, yeah. Doesn't that smell good? good? <laughs> yeah. Wow. So that looks like a brand new King Ranch yeah, I seat mean, that, bottom. Yeah, that looks factory. Now, what I'm really impressed... That's beefy. Like but that. look, at, look at the sides of it here. We've got... Yeah. We've got the original uh, style clips. Yeah. Because, you know, a lot of the aftermarket stuff I've noticed... You have to use hog rings, and you have to try to stitch it and do stuff. It's really thick leather, too. It is. Like you said, saddle leather, but... They, wow. um... They took and they made all the factory clips so you don't have to do any stitching or anything. You literally just peel the original leather yeah. off of the bottom and off of your seat. The proverbial plug-and-play. And this should, exactly. It should yeah. just go plug-and-play right back onto the seat. I am super, super excited to get oh, this thing yeah. on. Um, now, you said these were uh, heated seats, right? Yeah, these so are heated seats. Is that just seats. the pad that sits behind it on these? I don't know. Ah. <laughs> we're going to find out when we pull it open. And we're gonna I, see. I know most of the Ford ones we dealt with at the dealership at least were. So it was just like a replaceable heating pad, so to speak, that's wired in. So it, nice and simple. We'll find out. Yeah. And as you know, we just took this seat. We're looking at both the seats right now, the, the new seat cover and the seat. And the pattern, the way the stitching is done, is oh, all yeah. identical to the way that Ford did it in yeah. 2007. Um, the only the difference is, is this is a lighter color mm. because my seats are dirty. worn and dirty. <laughs> yeah. But I, I do have a trick up my sleeve where I think I'm going to be able to kind of color match this a little Ooh. bit. Um, you Sharpie. know, there's no way that they would be able to give me a worn seat. And I wouldn't yeah. want them sending me a worn seat cover, yeah. you know. So we're going to see after we clean these up. If So you're going to use a Sharpie to do the detail matching? No, I got oh. some tricks up my sleeve. And we'll put them on some YouTube videos or something like oh, that yeah. probably when we do this. But, um, you know, I, I was blown away by the quality of this part when it came oh, to us here. Sure. And then, of course, they, they sent the armrest cover, too, which, same thing. Uh, yeah. The stitching looks identical to the factory Ford. Um, beautiful, beautiful product here. Oh, that's fantastic. Like I said, the smell is... Like I said, I love leather, though. Oh, man, that smells good. <laughs> now, I, I did go to their website um, to check out... Um, and like I said, I'd, I'd researched a couple different ones, but this is the one that had the best reviews and everything. Yeah. Um, and they actually are a brick-and-mortar business in Dallas, oh, wow. Texas. Cool. Um, so, you know, that's something nice. This is not just some Amazon, yeah. you know, buy or something like that. And I'm looking at their website here, and it looks like they have replacement leather and vinyl seat covers for Chevrolet, Cadillac, Ford, GMC, Hummer, and Lincoln vehicles. Nothing for Jeeps? I don't, see love, I, I don't see anything about Jeeps. And uh -huh. just perusing on their website, I have found that they support as at least as far back as 1995 on many vehicles. Oh, nice. So if you've got a leather seat that's cracked beyond repair, uh, torn beyond repair, worn out beyond repair, um, you don't have to buy. Uh, that's something else that's nice. I did see, when I looked at my options, there was places online where um, like, for example, CatScan or whatever. Mm -hmm. CatScan only sells um, 
the entire row. So you could get driver and passenger seat together. I imagine it's pretty expensive. It takes a lot of cats to get that much. Very leather. expensive, yeah. yes. <laughs> uh, or the entire back seat. We're, we're Tex- kidding. I don't think yeah. they're actually made of cats. Uh, it's K A T S K. Okay. But anyways, Texan auto seat cover here really impressed me with the fact that you could do a modular. So you could Ooh. order the pieces that you needed. I only nice. needed the seat bottom, and I only I've, needed the armrest. I've been noticing that looking at some other just hole-in-the-wall upgrades for stuff for the XJ. I'm only finding stuff in f- sets of four. And it's, it's like, annoying, isn't it? Yeah, I don't need this. I don't want the, half of this stuff. Exactly. But it's only sold that way. So it's like, well, I guess I'm either not getting it or spending twice the amount of money I want to for half of what I need. So if your seat backs are in good shape, whatever, you know, this is this is a neat way to go. Oh, yeah. I'm uh, I'm pretty darn impressed. I, I'm looking forward to seeing how this goes. I, I am, too. And you're going to have to tell me more about that, that leather ma- uh, color matching thing or dye, because I, I just realized we're both putting leather interiors in our project vehicles. Yes. And the one I've got, it's like a, a dull gray kind of beige almost. I, I think it's closer to dull gray. I haven't looked at it in a while. But, yeah, I'm going to have to start uh, getting the seats, at least the driver's seat up, and start fitment on that pretty soon here. Well, I've reached out to a couple different companies um, regarding that, and I've kind of narrowed it down to one that I think their product is going to work best. So uh, I haven't ordered it yet, maybe this week or next week. But, like I said, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. And Well, let me know. I'd love to make these a darker color. I'm never a fan of bright colors. It just I, I tend to be pretty dirty and greasy a lot. Yeah. <laughs> So I like colors that hide a lot of that. Well, you could, you could dye them to a black or something like that. Yeah, that'd be cool. You know, and that's so, you know, that's something we haven't talked about in wheeling too much over the years, or well, years, yeah, it is years now. Yeah. Um, we've talked about all sorts of bodywork stuff. We've talked about axle suspensions, engines, stuff like that. But we really haven't talked too much about interiors and no, how, lot, no. how to rehash interiors and bring yeah. them back or to, to do a custom interior. I know interior. very little about, aside from... You know, again, just researching the seat swaps or direct bolt-in seat swap kind of stuff. I don't know a whole lot about any of it, to be perfectly honest. Well, obviously, a lot of times on our, our off-road rigs, um, we don't really care what the interior looks like. It's exactly. a couple of mud yeah. and things like that. But on our daily drivers or maybe a rig that we're we're putting a little more pride in, something that only sees minor trail usage yeah. and it's going to go different things, that's when you start to look at, you know, who offers either restoration parts for yeah. your interior that you're doing on your vehicle or who offers upgraded, you know, not everybody can afford to go out there and buy Recaro seats and exactly. to, uh, you and know. I've, I've never been a fan of seat covers because you're just, you're covering up, a, I don't say covering up a problem, but you're you're covering over what you want to change rather than changing it, if that makes sense. I'm the same way. Seat yeah. covers tend to like slide around. That too. And they, just, yeah. they never fit right. No. They never seem to They're fit right. The universe. I've seen some nice ones for the Jeeps, in all fairness. Yeah. A couple companies make some nice neoprene covers for them that are fitted really. Like and the Wranglers in particular, I mean. But overall, what is there? You know, what options? And you said a restoration or something like that is awesome when you have some good factory quality seats like that well you know so continuing on this interior um theme here and talking about different things uh one of the things that i have found interesting over the years is the argument that people have uh put between you know what are you going to do for your floor material oh yeah and 
you know, a lot of guys in Jeeps, um, in FJ40 Land Cruisers, Samurais, they will pull out whatever the interior carpet or vinyl mm-hmm. is, and they'll just rhino line the interior of the vehicle, or they'll that's wrap their liner. That's basically my plan, yeah. And that's but a... I'm still putting rubber mats back in, yeah, because the noise. I I don't like loud noise, and I want it, you know, tolerable and at least kind of quiet. So that is my plan for mine. Like I said, I'm gonna uh, probably Herculine it. And then uh, just have the rubber mats and different floor mats in there to help with the acoustics. And then I'm actually putting a thicker pile like carpet on the um, uh, the headliner okay. rather than the factory felt for the same reason, absorb some more of that sound. Uh, You're not going to go with like a dynamat or something? Probably not. Not on the flooring or anything I'm at least. On the roof. You said the carpet roof. on the roof. On the headliner. You know, so carpet? I have the headliner backing. I'm going to yeah. basically ad- adhere carpet to it. Oh, okay. I'm think, think That's an interesting way of doing it. Yeah, think like a automotive carpet or like a marine carpet, something mm-hmm. that's it's thin, but it's thicker than a factory felt headliner. Okay. So acoustics-wise, it's going to absorb a lot more noise. I guess are, Dynamat are you, would are, be very similar. Though. Yeah, well, Dynamat's like it, it glues on. Yeah. It's a, it's a peel and stick, but there's people that have taken... Um, uh, duct like commercial duct wrap mm-hmm. and use the same stuff you get it from like huh. Lowe's or Home Depot and it's kind of like Dynamat but it's just cheaper and it's probably not as high of a our uh, sound value as Dynamat yeah. itself but it's another option for you I'll have to look into that I just wonder if that would offer me any benefit over what I'm already doing there I mean maybe to each his own yeah um, but back to that that flooring thing um, you know one thing that I had never really thought about but when I, I read a thread about a while ago on a forum, I don't remember which forum it was, but somebody was talking about uh, replacing their factory vinyl floor in this vehicle that they were doing. And a number of people said, don't do it. Go to either Herculine, Rhino Line, mm-hmm. or carpet. And I was thinking, well, why carpet? Because carpet gets the mud and the grease and this and that. Yeah. Carpet breathes. Yeah. In an open-top vehicle, especially... Uh, even in a closed vehicle, if it sees a lot of mud, a lot of muddy boots yeah. and water and things like that. I've had several vehicles over the year that had a vinyl floor, and they said they the moisture gets underneath them. And, yeah, and it, it just sits there. It sits and rots, and that's right. My old yeah. Blazer that was a vinyl floor did that. One of my old Ford trucks that was a vinyl floor did that. The, the worst floorboard problems I've ever had have been under vinyl floors. Sure, they're really nice in, a, yeah. say, a work truck that you maybe don't get a lot of water on the inside of it. Up but, here in Michigan, winter, that's just not possible. So I am even on this. I was going to go vinyl floor on the uh, F-350. It mm. actually has a vinyl floor in it that's in good shape right now. Nice. But I still have the King Ranch carpet that I got when I got oh. the King Ranch interior, which is nice. just the regular carpet. So yeah. it's Ford carpet. Or maybe buy new carpet. I'm still debating on that one. Like I said, I'm, I'm pretty confident in what I want to do. Um, just in the XJs, at least the drain and breathability issues with carpet, uh, they used like a, a deadener. I would say it was kind of like a dyno mat that they stuck like to the back of the carpet that sat on the metal yeah. and that held so much water in there. That's what rusted out my floors. Yeah. And that's, that's yeah. not a good thing. And that's, that's long since gone in a, I don't think I sold I'm pretty sure I threw that out, mm. but, uh, yeah, that's long gone and I don't like body tape. But I know Herculiner will seal up some of those overlapping joints and stuff, too. Something that'll kind of flow in there and seal it up nice. And it's easy to clean up. I do so. want to I do want to do um, a, a quick shout-out here <laughs> uh, regarding carpet. Mm. Now, this is not a sponsor, um, per se. To Hagopian? 
No. Oh, but, but they're the carpet people. <laughs> <laughs> well, they are real carpet people. Uh, like back in, carpet back in 2000, I did the Hot Rod Magazine Power Tour. Um, and then I did it again in 2001. Actually, I think those would be interesting episodes to talk about someday. They're not yeah. off-road episodes, but they're car guy episodes. We could maybe do something like that. Uh, but on the uh, 2000 um, Power Tour, uh, one of the sponsors was Auto Custom Carpets, ACC. Okay. And they actually make repl- uh, carpet for brand new vehicles and hmm. for antique vehicles. Nice. The owner... And I, I, I'm very sorry. His name is escaping me right now. Well, it's been um, 21 years. I, I think he'd be all right. <laughs> well, I'll tell you there's a reason behind it. But he, and I actually have it written down somewhere, but he um, he came up to me, and it might even be on the tip of my tongue by the time I tell this story. He came up to me when I was in the 2000 Hot Rod Magazine Power Tour, and that's when I wrecked that Ranger and I drove it. Yeah. You know the, uh, you know the story, but the oh, yeah. folks don't. We'll tell another day. But um, he came up to me and he says, hey, you got a final floor on this thing. And I said, yeah. <laughs> and it was pretty worn out, too, the final floor. It was actually one of the... After I had redone the whole truck, it was actually one of the most worn part of the whole truck. It was the <laughs> final floor. I'd never done anything with it. He goes, you need carpet in this thing. And he goes, give me your address. I'm going to send you carpet. Huh. And he actually... So I gave him my address. And by the time I got back from the power tour, there was a big box on my oh, porch wow. of tan, beautiful, brand new carpet for cool. my Ranger pickup truck. Um, so I just want to do a huge shout out to ACC on that. Now, nice. I took the Ranger the next year with the carpet installed now mm-hmm. in it, and I wanted to show him. And just before Power Tour 2001, uh, he died in a plane crash, unfortunately. Oh. And well, that so, sucks. In a private plane crash. So, Bummer. Yeah. Um, ACC still exists today, and they still make great products. Yeah. But um, just a little shout-out. Hey, thank you. Really remember what you guys did back then. That's you know, awesome. We've done some shout-outs for some old stuff oh, in yeah. the past before, oh, yeah. so... Yeah, I don't think I'd be able to really ever do carpet of mine unless I went completely <clears throat> custom because all my floors are different now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, nothing's quite factory fit anymore as far as that. So Now, you mentioned headliner. Limiting. You are putting headliner back in, XJ? Yeah. So I'm doing, actually, the 97 Up headliner. That's different? It, yeah. Okay. They changed it a little bit. All the mounts are the same, but they added the sound bar in the later years. Mm-hmm. So the early years, the rear speakers were in the, the hatch, in mm-hmm. the door. Um, I don't like that because if I put a bunch of stuff back there and I lose half my sound, so the sound bar puts it above the cargo area kind of pointing forward. But you're still going to have the 87 hatch, right? Um, I have a different hatch for it, but it's going to be that old style hatch, yeah. The fiberglass hatch? Yes, yeah. So you're going to have speakers in the hatch and in the roof? Actually, no. The uh, So they did, I don't remember the year, but they swapped the speakers out of the hatch actually quite a while before that. So I'm only going to have them in the hatch and the, the two front doors. Dude, you need some big square kickers in there, you know, like in the hatch and in the, <laughs> and in the roof. You need to have the whole back of that thing full of You know, of I've never been one for subwoofers. Yeah, me neither. But my, so the Wrangler, uh, Pegasus, has a factory sub in there in the center console. And it added so much quality to the depth of that sound. It was incredible. And I've thought about trying to retrofit like a, a TJ... Uh, sub center console into the project xj just to get that feature but i don't think i'm gonna do it because then i have to start messing with an amplifier even if i go really small and i i just i really like the factory uh, 97 up center console in those so i don't really it's super right now, simple to adapt them into that oh yeah i and mean I'm, i've got I'm plenty of duct tape and drywall <laughs> screws in my garage we can just make that thing fit i mean i mean i'm not opposed to it at some point but for <laughs> right. now i'm contented with it 
I'm 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 not wanting to change too much more right now. I might do it in the future. Yeah. Uh, I know they make a lot of cool sub kits to add to the XJs, so I'll, I might look into that in the future. Now, in all in all your, I know you're doing all basically junkyard parts and stuff that you have yeah. uh, salvaged. Um, I've never looked into it too hard. I know you can still get replacement carpet for the XJs. Uh, is anybody reproducing the door panels? I honestly have no idea. I haven't I've never seen looked that into anywhere. Any of that. Like some of the older AMC stuff, like the Javelins, Gremlins, the old the old full size Jeeps, they are now. Yeah. But I wasn't sure if anybody's doing the XJs yet. Not that I know of. I mean, the panels that I've It'll got, come. Are, yeah, they're fine. I I got that set of doors was off a '95 Cherokee, and I mean they're they're mint. Okay. There's one little tiny spot of rust on one of the doors. Uh, there's one spot where we the screws stripped out and I was pulling it in the scrapyard. So we had to torch the hinge off, and the uh, the guy with the torch hit the door just a little bit, burned some paint. Mm. So I have one little black spot on that door. But You're going to repaint them anyways, aren't you? Eventually. Um, okay. Not at first. At first, it's just get it done. You mean multicolor? Yeah. So I'm going to have blue doors. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to do with the hood yet. Um, I'm going to have red to black fade fenders, red tailgate, black body shell. Blue doors. What are you thinking? No, I thought your doors are blue. Yeah. So you're, yeah, your red red tailgate, red, red tailgate, dark like burgundy fenders that mm -hmm. are burgundy to black fade. Yep. The hood was <clears throat> burgundy, but it's in the middle of being. Well, I, I took all the old paint off, so it's gonna be painted. Black body shell. I think we found the name for it. XJ. So, well, we're, what are you thinking? We're gonna call him Joseph. What? It's going to be Joseph, an amazing Technicolor dream coat. Oh, God. <laughs> so this Jeep, actually, my mom gets to name. So that is something that I, I gave my word to her when I first started this, that she'll get to name it because it's taken so long. <laughs> well, and she I gets mean, the first She's going to be on her deathbed, and she's going to be like, Ow. Oh, well, John, oh, you finally got it going. <laughs> I, I can't believe it. It's pulling out of the driveway. <laughs> oh, I'm going to call it. That's me or Jeep. Oh, ye of little faith. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's getting there. I've been making a lot of progress with it. But like I said, these last couple weeks just with work. Mm. I mean, straight up, more progress this year than all the other years probably combined. No, I, I am proud of you, buddy. Um, you know, I'm just I'm pissed I couldn't get it, man. I'm, I'm so upset with myself on that. But, I mean, is life. <laughs> I mean, you, you get there. And I've actually gotten to that point recently myself where yeah. I, I can't. There's certain things in life you have to have deadlines for. Yep. And, like, Wheels in the Woods, I got a lot of stuff I got to get ready for Wheels in the Woods. But other things, I just, it's working on the barn, yeah. which I'm still working on tinkering here and there. I think that it just needs to be, it gets done when it gets done. and Some things, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you, you got to take, you know, what's going on and everything and factor that in with a lot. And that that's, I mean, that's the, the life part of any project. You know, something, you know, you, you throw a rod and a block in your daily driver, project is suddenly not important. You got to get your daily driver going. Well, yeah, there, there's always there's always that, too. Um, so... You know, I do want to, we were, we were already talking about our sponsor for this episode, but our previous episode was sponsored by somebody, and we do have a slight correction there I want to mention oh. real quickly. Okay. Um, 
not really a correction, an addition. Remember how I said that um, uh, Mike Fuchs, I think is how it's pronounced, um, uh, I'd gotten the uh, conversion motor mounts yeah. to put the Cummins into the 08 Ford. Yep. Uh, he actually got back with me. He said, I'm sorry, I, I missed this message. And then we talked back and forth actually for a little bit. And he sent me pictures as to the orientation of those motor mounts. Oh, okay. Remember I said that was one of my suggestions as yeah. to which way they should go. He sent me orientation of it. Um, so if anybody else buys them from him, um, I can send you those pictures, or I'm sure he would too. Nice. Uh, but they are going to, um, the, the name of his company is actually called Cummins Conversion. Okay. And they're going to have a website up shortly. And I told him as soon as they have the website up, he's going to let me know. And then nice. I'll let you know what that website's going to be. Yeah, cool. Um, so Cummins Conversion, Mike Fuchs. Now, if you need to get a hold of Mike, uh, the best way to get a hold of him now is he joined a little group called 4x4 Talk. Oh, cool. So he is on 4x4 Talk. Cool. Um, We've had a lot of people <clears throat> joining lately. We did. Awesome. Welcome to all the new people, so, of course. Uh, go ahead and... You know, if you need some Cummins conversion motor mounts for your Ford project or anything else you're building, maybe he has them. Uh, you need to get on to 4x4 Talk and then find member Mike Fuchs, F-U-C-H-S, and uh, send him a message and say, you know, hey, you know, heard you about John Whelan, whatever. Nice. And we're going to keep talking about his products as well as other ones oh, as yeah. we as we go along here. Um, you know, interior-wise for my project, like I said, I haven't decided on the flooring thing yet. We already know what we're going to do here with Texan Ooh. Auto Seat Cover uh redoing our uh, king ranch seats i don't know i think the headliner is going to stay dash and everything's going to stay as it is mm -hmm. the only thing i'm still on the fence about with my um project is whether or not i'm going to convert it to power windows i really do like uh, power windows they're nice i i still like my hand cranks and i know that was a big thing with uh, xj in the beginning is i wanted the hand cranks the one minor i'll call it a minor issue that i kind of discovered or really started thinking about a while back so on the electric doors on the xj's at least they all have a little rubber boot that goes between the door and the body for the locks and the window connections okay when you remove the old doors now you have like a two and a half inch hole in your b pillar i don't know where to get plugs for that <laughs> oh they make you could probably get those plugs from uh I would think that uh, floor plugs from like a Suzuki Samurai, they're about two inches. Okay. Or um, just go to, uh, what's that big catalog that has all the weird fasteners and everything in it? Not Fastenal. Fastenal might even actually have it. I, you know, I have never had good luck McMaster, with McMaster car. car. Yeah. Bet you you oh, can find, yeah, out. body yeah. plugs or, you know, just cheap metal plugs or whatever or... Just make something and glue it on there. Yeah, I mean, that's plan B. <laughs> Stick a golf ball in there. Or a, a tennis ball. A little bigger than that. <laughs> Stick a tennis no, ball. I'll figure something out, though. Put a sticker I'm, I'm not over that... it. Put a wheel and <laughs> sticker Ooh, over actually. each hole. <laughs> actually, Lucas did that uh, years ago. with. Nice. Uh, he had a couple holes in the back of his uh, Jeep when he changed his taillight setup. <clears throat> gotcha. He covered him. He covered them with Great Lakes four-wheel drive stickers. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm going there out with that because I'm converting to the uh, LED taillight boxes. And the, the originals have, like, this big weather seal that presses against the body to seal any of the water out. Mm. The steel boxes don't do that, but I kept A the, whole bunch of Gorilla Glue. Well, so I took... I cut out the corners of uh, the donor Grand Cherokee that I parted out. Okay. Because there's a grommet, and then the wiring harness passes through, so I straight up cut the entire thing out, cut the harness, so I have a quick-connect harness back there. I can just use factory harness put it right through 
That'll work. So, yeah, it'll be a little bit nicer fit. I think. You're putting aftermarket taillights there. You're not putting Grand Cherokee taillights No, on. no, no. I've got, uh, I think they were JCR brand heavy-duty oh. taillight boxes. So I got 60 LED light panels in each. And then the side marker light is a Do you know what JCR stands for? I don't remember. You don't remember? I actually I actually I know, know that. It, but I don't remember. It's Jesus Christ rocks off-road. Is it really? It is. It is really. That's not what I remember it being. They no, are. Okay, they're then. a religious company. Yep. Oh, I, I mean, mean they whatever. Have some teach, awesome product. Teach their own. I got them really cheap. So yeah, I, I I was on I think Snowfari and they were there and huh. I was like and I was like what's JCR stand for and the guy's like Jesus Christ Rock I'm like what like and he's like no huh. I'm serious and, I mean that's cool whatever I don't care they were cheap they were yeah. they're heavy duty yeah I mean so, yeah you know. but well, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm really excited to get more of this man it's. It's it's I haven't been able to get out there much, but it's like it's coming together. So I'm I'm really getting excited. Did you decide if you're doing the ninety seven and up front end yet or not? Oh yeah, I made that decision a long time ago. So I you're doing that the, with the old back end? Essentially, yeah. Okay. So the front clip is gonna be all ninety seven up. Uh the the dash is staying original as far as all the, the main components. Uh I'm putting an upgraded stereo in it though. And then I am swapping to the 97 control panel for the HVAC system. Okay. So I just I like the dials better. And there's like one and a half years of those panels that you can just, it's a direct fit. Oh, okay. I, you got to modify the tabs a little bit. Okay. But it still uses a cable actuator on the blend door. So you, you have dials. It's awesome. Gets rid of those uh, nasty sliders. Is there going to be a single nut or bolt on that thing that you have not turned by the time you're done? Hmm. Not really. <laughs> I kind of figured. <laughs> I mean, some of the, the dash screws, mm. I didn't mess with anything up to the steering box. Factory pitman arm. Well, no, I will be unbolting the steering box because I got to put the uh, the bumper mount behind it. So not really, no. No, no kidding, man. Ah, leaf spring bolts. Oh, okay. I did not mess with those yet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I do have a pair of shackles for the rear, oh, and when man. I do that, I'm going to replace the front bushing. So, dude, dude, dude. Yeah, this thing it's 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 been a monster of a project, that's for sure. Mm. So when it's, I'm just really excited to see it done. Yeah, oh, me too, me too. Um, so uh, changing gears here for a minute, uh, and I would like some opinion of the. Well, yourself, okay, as well as the wheeling community out there, and I and I need you to go on four by four talk, and you need to comment on this, and hear me out here. We're car shopping again, okay? Okay. Uh, my mom down in Sarasota, Florida, where uh, she overwinters uh, sections of time, mm-hmm. has killed her old. Um, Buick that she was driving down there. Oh. And, uh, I mean, it still runs and drives, but it's to the point now where it needs more repairs than the car's worth, and she's decided to replace it. (laughs) Yeah. This all kind of went down between yesterday and today. Oh, wow. And we have been talking back and forth about what to replace it with. Now, my mom is not interested in... um, going and getting a lease or a car payment. So she is looking to buy a probably in the neighborhood of 10 to 15-year-old used vehicle. Okay. That she always buys used vehicles, gets five, six years out of them, and dumps them. You know, Mm -hmm. is what it is. That's the way she does. Budget's going to probably be about 
6,000 max. Uh, may be willing to eke it up a little bit for the perfect vehicle. Mm-hmm. But about $6,000. So after going to a couple car lots today and FaceTiming with me and looking at some different things, she's pretty much decided that she does like the idea of a small SUV slash kind of crossover SUV. Mm-hmm. She's fine with either a crossover or a small SUV. Um, looking at things that are modern, you know, she's going to want the biggest things for her has to have an automatic transmission, mm-hmm. has to have ice cold air conditioning. Beyond that, she doesn't really <laughs> care. Yeah. Okay. Um, we're looking at all these vehicles, knowing that we're on that budget and knowing that we're on, you know, something a little older. I am currently suggesting to her, as much as it's probably going to pain you, because I know you're a big American guy, a lot of our American small crossovers and SUVs really don't have a lot of great reliability ratings. Yeah. I'm suggesting to her to look at like a Honda CRV okay. or a Toyota RAV4 or a Toyota Highlander. Um, you know, I'm wondering what else out there is something that people have had a lot of luck with. You know, she's the type of person that will buy a vehicle that's got 150,000 miles on it mm-hmm. and she'll drive it till it hits almost 300,000 or until basically something major goes on yeah. it. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not interested in a vehicle that, you know, no offense, but let's say like a Jeep Compass yeah. that's known for front end and brake issues and transmission yeah. issues at like 120 to 130,000 miles. We're not looking for that. We're looking for a long-term reliable vehicle. It doesn't have to be fast. It doesn't have to look look real pretty. Mm-hmm. It just needs to be durable as hell. Like an Edge or a Flex. You know, it... it some of the, the, the Ford, same things as the smaller Chryslers right now. Mm-hmm. They're just not, if you look at, you go on like Edmunds and stuff, you look at the reliability ratings, a lot of yeah. those things are only hitting a, like a three out of five stars. Oh, wow. You know, so that's what, the Toyotas and the Hondas are hitting the highest right now. Um, Lexus does too, but almost all the Lexuses, which is another Toyota brand. Yeah. Most of the Lexuses I'm looking at are, you know, in her, that are in her, like, Price range, well, there's none in her price range, pretty much. Usually they're like eight, nine, ten thousand dollars Yeah. And so they're a little priced out of what we need. So I'm wondering, um, you know, well, there, here's a question. Your dad has a, what, 14 Cherokee? Yep. How's the new Cherokee? It's great. I mean, as far as work that I know we've done to it, we did replace an oil cooler. I know that has a tendency to leak on those. It was a poor design couple of o-rings but you can do it in an afternoon it's pretty simple repair job or replacement okay um let's see what else we've done on his we've also done uh i mean struts which it's 180,000 miles i think he's got on it now brakes been done once or twice but again at that many miles that's to be expected no yeah that she expects um, that kind of stuff she's just not like looking for something where there's known issues like, for example, um, well, even even my beloved Land Cruisers, when mm-hmm. they went up to the 100 series, every 80,000 miles, you pretty much got to do the timing chain on it Oof. or timing yeah. belt. It's actually a belt on those, I think. But anyways, you know, and 80,000 miles is a lot of miles. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. And it's about a $600, $700 job. Now, she would look at something like that if she know that it, knew that it had just been replaced. Yeah. But... You know, well, that, that I'm aware of, not really too many other issues with it. Okay. 
mean, uh, so another friend of ours, Sean, uh, who owns the double action, the boat that I work for. Yeah. So he's got a 15 Cherokee. Uh, his has the auto start thing, though. Uh, my dad's does not. I hate that, by the way. I agree. And I will never buy a vehicle that has that because I can't I, stand it. Yeah, Angie's uh, CRV has that. Yeah, her I, new I, one. I will not ever have one with that. That is... She hates it, too. She shuts it off all the time. Oh, yeah. If if I can buy it and they can disable it permanently before it leaves the lot, I would consider it. Okay. That'd be the only way, though. I will not use that. Yeah, I don't like that option either. I'll leave the other words I want to say out. I will not use that annoying feature. <laughs> yeah, all right, all right. <laughs> but, uh, no, I mean, him, I think issues he's had. Anything his, like, uh, he had the battery go. You know, my dad's done that. But, again, I mean, it's... Yeah, no, I mean, those are normal those are maintenance stuff. items, yeah. you know, we're just, so, you know, I'm kind of... His had some funky electrical stuff for a while, yeah. uh, but most of that's all gone now. They, they yeah. fixed it. I don't remember what it was. But. Yeah, I don't really want to see her get into like a Kia, um, you know, or anything like that, uh, at least at least a high mile yeah. one. I'm trying to think of what the Chevy ones are that have it. I mean, there's there, Tahoe's. Well, there's the Traverse, the, the new Trailblazer is still pretty Trailbla- new. Or really. not the Trailblazer, the Trailblazer and this new Blazer. The Trailblazers, yeah. I believe they still hold the record as to the, the, the highest number of recalls for a vehicle. Oh, wow. At I one point, they were like 72 recalls for those Ooh, or something. Um, so I really don't want to get her into a trailblazer. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I'm just looking. So if people out there, if you have a suggestion, now I know my cars. There's a lot of cars out there that I like. I don't know my way around a CRV. I don't know my way around a, a you know, a, what was the, the Toyota RAV4. Mm-hmm. But when I got looking at, Basically, look at Edmonds and all the other ones, and they say the reliability ratings on them. They're vehicles that you expect to basically hit 300,000 miles. Mm -hmm. Um, Most of them have like five-star ratings for reliability and stuff. So I'm looking for something, because this is a lady that obviously, you know, it's it's her and just her down there most of the time. Yeah. She needs something reliable, but needs to be over-reliable. So what are the options out there? And, you know, I know we're going to get that guy that says, buy her a 1995 Jeep Cherokee. (laughs) And I tell you what, I already looked. I can't find a decent price one down there. So, but uh, (laughs) something a little more modern. I mean, it's a good option. (laughs) Yeah, it is. I I don't think she'd mind. She doesn't necessarily want. I don't even know if she, well, no, she's rented new vehicles. Mm -hmm. Um, She might like a backup camera. Doesn't need it. Um. She might like in-dash navigation, doesn't need it. Yeah. You know, those are okay things. Creature comforts. Creature comforts, exactly. Um, So if you've got another suggestion, and then I'm just going to throw this right out here. If you're a wheeling listener and you've got a sub $6,000 crossover SUV in great shape that you're looking to sell, uh, hit us up uh, at wheeling or 4x4 Talk, something like that. Is if you're in Florida or Michigan, because we could yeah. buy a car either place, and um, maybe Ohio too would be fine. But uh, you know, we don't really want to travel to Tennessee, Kentucky, or California, or Australia, or anything like that for it. But uh, well, you may not. I mean, well, I, I mean, I'll go to Australia, yeah, but I, absolutely. You know, I'm not going to try to bring the car back. Plus, I don't think she can drive a right-hand drive vehicle very well. She can learn. Well, actually, I did. <laughs> I did see. I was driving home, and I saw over at Charbel the the guy that owns the old Total Recall mm. now. He has a uh, right-hand drive London taxi cab with oh, a cool. uh, column shift manual transmission. And oh, I was like, cool. that'd be perfect for her, you know? Yeah. <laughs> she can learn an automatic or a manual. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, do you have any other suggestions of vehicles we should look at besides the Highlander, the CRV, the maybe the Cherokee, the... Um, 
you know. I mean, there were some pretty nice Grand Cherokees, a little bit bigger, a little more room. I think she'd be okay with a Grand Cherokee. Yeah, Didn't they have a lot of nice issues with the, the four sixes though? The four sevens. Or four sevens, I yeah, mean. Yeah, the four sevens did. Um, the so the WJ models. Yeah. Uh, those are they're solid axles. They made those up to oh four. Yeah. Uh, so still solid axles, and you could get them at the straight six. However, they're, it is that late model straight six that can have issues at the higher miles. And they're also gas hogs. Yeah. I um, <laughs> I already did look at uh, a number of two Grand Cherokees down there. The only couple clean ones I found were priced way beyond price yeah, range. Some you know? of those are, yeah. Well, however, try and find her one of those uh, ZJSRT ones or whatever. Oh, the, the, ni- the 98? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, well, I mean, if there was a clean one, I could talk her into that, no problem. I know she a guy. I'm pretty sure he's still got it, but I don't think he'll let that thing go to save his life. You know, um, that thing's awesome. He, I know you and I complain sometimes about the way people handle their businesses and stuff like that, and that's <laughs> why. Well, the reason I mention this is, you know, folks, when you're listening to Wheelan, when we endorse a business or we have a business that is a sponsor, we have told you again and again and again, and we're holding true to this. We will never allow a sponsor of the Wheel and Podcast that we don't believe in their product. Oh, no. Everything's tried and true. And we will never endorse something just because somebody says we're going to give you a couple of bucks or we're going to give you a free product or something like that. And if we you don't know, like something, we'll tell you. <laughs> Texan Auto Seat Cover today, we're talking about them. This is an awesome-looking oh, product yeah. here. You know, Now, if I go to install this thing and it doesn't fit right, then we may say, "Hey, you know, there's an we're issue." We're going to contact it. them first. Of we, yeah, we would deal the right yeah. the right oh, things. Yeah. But you know, I don't think that I have no reason to believe that would be an issue. But no, I'm no. just saying the hypothetical. The, exactly. <laughs> you know, this is a great product here. Yeah. You know, the the this is an above and beyond product. But so what I was starting to talk about though is, so my ma she goes down to this. Um, we we found I found a first generation CRV. Okay. Um, it was a 99. I think that's first. It might be second. I think that's first generation. But pictures online show this thing as being uh, And we did a CRV. Folks, if you're interested in CRVs, a couple episodes ago, we did a CRV history episode. Check it out. Um, but anyways, first generation CRV. She goes down. Um, they want $2,500 for it. Hmm. It was only like 140,000 miles. And in the pictures, it looks mint. Hmm. Mint. I says twenty five hundred bucks. I go, yeah. it's an old CRV, but I mean, I'd wonder if it were like a flood recovery or something at that point. Well, so she goes to the lot, and I'll tell you what happens. So she goes. I'm not going to name the name of the lot. I'm not going to smear that way. I mean, yeah. but she goes into the lot, and it is in Sarasota, Florida, but they've got thirty five used car lots. Mm. And she goes in, and she's actually FaceTiming me and stuff too. You know, as we're as we're doing, she goes in. The guy's playing on his phone, and she's like. And he's, she's just standing there. Finally, the guy goes, yeah, do you want something? <laughs> my mom's like, uh, yeah, I saw your CRV online for sale. I'd like to come take a look at it. And the guy goes, oh, well, we have much better vehicles for sale mm-hmm. than that. And she's like, yeah, but I'm interested in the CRV. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, you know, but we've got... And he's trying to upsell her without even showing her what she wanted. Man, I to hate look. that. Yeah. So finally, he's like, all right, fine. I'll show you the CRV. So she goes out there. They fire it up. It runs great. Mm-hmm. Looks interior's mint, except yeah. the headliner had been replaced with camo, which was kind of cool, actually. Oh, nice. But uh, she's walking around, and it's got um, typical Florida saltwater damage where um, 
around all the windows is starting to like gotcha it's starting to get that weird rust that breakthrough rust yeah and then uh the rear bumper cover was ripped off and then the there was the kick panel down under the dash on the passenger side was on the floor and she's like what's that she's videoing it and i'm like what's that about and she goes oh yeah he told me that they just did something electrical blah blah (laughs) and um so she's like he walks away for a minute and she's like yeah i don't think i really want this one and she goes it's just a little rough around the edges and i go that's fine I said, what else they got on the lot? So she starts walking around the lot, and they've got a Toyota Highlander and a um, Lexus uh, GX330 sitting next to each other. Okay. And they both look really nice. And so I said, well, what do you want for those? And so she asks him, and he kind of yells over, oh, I'm 55 for the one, 65 for the other. And I'm like, well, take a look at both. You know, yeah. so she's walking around. Well, he, he comes out to look at the Lexus, and... He's like, well, I'll start it up for you. It won't start, so he's going to put a jump box on it. Yeah, I mean, that does happen with used car lots. It does, but... but and then, you know, the Highlander, she, she's, like, interested in the Highlander. She sits in it for a minute. She's like, yeah, I like, it's roomy. I like how this looks. Everything's in really good shape. The guy, as she's sitting there telling him that she's interested in the Highlander, mm-hmm. he's trying to upsell her on some $10,000 car. <clears throat> He's like, oh, I got better cars over here. But she's like, well, I'm interested in this car, you know? Yeah. And so finally she just, she actually tells me, well, I, I don't think I'm going to get one here. I'm going to let you go. So she she thought she hung up. Well, I could hear her huh. on the FaceTime. Mm-hmm. And this dude is literally, and she's like, she says to him, um, you know, okay, well, thank you very much. I'm going to watch what you have for sale online. And I, I think I'm, you know, I'm looking for maybe another CR. I'm looking for a CRV or something. Mm. Um, and he's like, well, you're not going to find any better deals out there than what I've got on my lot. Wow. And it's like, and at that point, she's like, I'm done. Yeah. She's like, so she just walked out. I mean, she was Good. polite and nice, yeah. but I mean, you know, I, I, used car lots are infamous for this stuff across the nation. But yeah. if you're going to run your business that way. I'll, I'll say this. I'm you, proud to say where I work never did that. Well, yeah. I mean, a woman it's, walks in. Yeah. And she's an elderly woman walks in by herself and they think that they can treat her this way. I mean, she's a it, businesswoman. It's so unfortunate that places that still have some of that mindset. Exactly. That is just unacceptable and beyond ridiculous. Exactly. So, you know... Um, she was frustrated with it. She calls me back up. She's like, I don't really want one off his lot. I'm like, fine. There's plenty of cars out there. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll find you a car. So, And, of course, when we find her something, hopefully we find her something awesome. I'm trying yeah. to. She doesn't need all-wheel drive or four-wheel drive down in Florida. Yeah. But occasionally her Florida car, that she, whatever Florida car she has, mm-hmm. usually about once a year or every other year, she does drive it up to Michigan for service and yeah. for whatever reason. So, and a lot of times in the winter. So, I wouldn't mind her getting at least oh, yeah. an all-wheel drive. So, hopefully, we can find her something cool yeah, at least. Yeah, for sure. You know, something she's going to enjoy. And, you know, but um, anyways, John, um, you know, I, I know we're probably getting on there a little bit. Uh, I do want to mention, this is probably the last podcast prior to Wheels in the Woods. More than likely, just based on what I know my schedule is and okay. yours. <laughs> we're we're going to see. So, so we'll try to get another one, but this will probably be the last one before Wheels in the Woods. October 9th, 2021, folks, at 8945 Marsh Road, Clay Township, Michigan. That's C-L-A-Y, just like Clay. Uh, Clay Township, Michigan, 48001. We have the Wheels in the Woods uh, all-vehicle show. We obviously, being a fundraiser for the Museum of Off-Road Adventure, this is a 4x4 focused show. 
but we are inviting everyone. So yeah. bring your Corvette, bring your boat, bring your airplane, bring <laughs> your motorcycle, whatever you want to bring. Bring your helicopter. We have an area you uh, can yep. land. All vehicles are $20. In the past, we did $25. We are down $20 this year is the donation for registering your vehicle. It is free admission for the didn't, public. Didn't we do a break for additional entries, too? I don't remember if we did that or not. Uh, I think we just did a flat 20 per vehicle. Per category? Uh, I don't remember how we did it. Me neither. We'll look at it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyways, um, come on out. Check it out. It's going to be super fun. A um, lot, lot of cool vehicles we already know are coming. Oh, yeah. Uh, something neat to do. We are going to have, once again, our very popular Power Wheels uh, race uh, with obstacle course with the kids. you got to bring your own Power Wheels. Uh, you bring, got to bring your own kid. And <laughs> you got to bring... I mean, there might be services to rent a kid. I don't know how that works. We, we do ask, especially <laughs> in the ages 8 and under, that you have the kids wear a bicycle helmet yeah. um, while they are just in case. running around. There, there's nothing crazy for them, but no. it's just kind of a liability thing. And then we are bringing back once again our super popular trivia contest, yeah. which we've had every single year of Wheels in the Woods. It's the only event that we have done every single year since the beginning. And it was an impromptu thing year one, uh, kind of as a time, you know, waster or whatever. And it <laughs> proved so popular, we are bringing it back yet again. Yeah. We're doing it um, similar to what we did last year. We are going to have two heats. So there is a car trivia contest. Then there is a 4x4 four four trivia contest. And then the winners of each heat are going together in a general automotive trivia contest. Now, um, to give you a heads up here, a lot of the answers can be found on old episodes of Wheeling. I forgot we did that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, go back and figure that out. Um, I'm not going to say every single one of them. But uh, the other thing is, is the, a lot of it is going to be questions like, what year did... Um, and then other questions will be like, what option was things like that. So it's going to be a broad spectrum of knowledge, you know, and of course we're not letting you use your phones and Google them for this thing. This <laughs> yeah. is, you know, last year we had father, son, back to back. Yep. That dad, was awesome. dad won, but it was, that was awesome. And yeah. it went for well over 15 minutes before we had a winner. Oh yeah. It was a sudden death thing. And yeah. you know, cause it was the first, it was the first person to 10 points wins. Yeah. And they went and went and went and went yeah. and went. It was amazing. So I know we're gonna have a couple times throughout the day. You can order some food from Foxfire Fixins. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we're still doing like the reduced menu just for this event. Or if we're gonna have full menu, I access. believe the full menu is available oh, this year. But cool. we're gonna find very out. Cool. Yep. So we'll know more about that probably day of or so. Yep. That's kind of their discretion. So we'll see how much they want to let us do. <laughs> we also need to mention that we have two great sponsors besides Fox Air Fixes. Absolutely. We have Starcraft Brewery, yep. Richmond, Michigan. and Which Co- reminds me actually uh-huh. real quick, because so a few episodes, I, we were talking about Starcraft as a sponsor and I mentioned the family names and I could not remember their dad's name. Sterile. Yeah. I, I, uh, they were discussing that one night when we were there, we were getting the tour of the brewery. In the back for some uh, new friends of ours with us. Yep. And, yep, yeah, yep, his name's Daryl. So, Daryl, Daryl, Phil, and Aaron. Correct. So, cheers to you guys. We appreciate the sponsorship. Hope a couple of you guys can make it out there at least. One yep. of you. <laughs> Absolutely. So. And then we also have Kodat's True Value Hardware <coughs> as a returning sponsor yet again. And uh, they have locations in Livonia, Williamston and Fowlerville, Michigan. Maybe some more coming soon as Ooh, well. Nice. But uh, gr- as we've said before on the show, they have 
a lower prices on their electric power tools than the big box stores do. And awesome. they have an insane collection of uh, show quality stainless for anybody putting stainless See, bolts I, I and stuff. That. So, I love hardware. <laughs> exactly. So these guys uh, have been a big supporter for us since day one. Yeah. Um, so, John, with that, I don't think I've got anything else. Um, but I do need to let folks know that if they're interested in hearing more about the Museum of Off-Road Adventure, they need to uh, go to Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We are on all three of those uh, under Museum of Off-Road Adventure. Uh, and then also we have the Facebook group through the museum called 4x4 Museum, which is also growing. And so if you're interested in vintage 4x4 stuff and things like that, you need nice. to check that out. John? So uh, if you want to enter t- or, uh, interact with Keith, myself, some other people looking for build ideas, just share some pictures. Uh, the group on Facebook, 4x4 Talk, is where we all communicate. I'm not there as active, uh, not quite as active as Keith is. I occasionally chime in and post something. <laughs> Uh, but Keith is there, so if you have questions, you can ask us there. You can tag me. I usually see them. Uh, I apologize if I don't. But, yeah, a couple quick questions get you on the page, post build pictures, and go from there. Uh, we do have our after show on Patreon. Access as low as $2 a month. Kind of gets you access to all of the past episodes, current, and obviously future episodes, as long as you keep with your subscription on that. A lot of cool stuff we don't get to in the show. We do some beer and liquor reviews there. Uh, it's a little bit more relaxed, kind of an atmosphere, kind of just let loose and have fun. Absolutely, John. And, uh, yeah, of course, whatever podcast service you're listening to us on, make sure you hit like and subscribe on that. Leave us a comment and review. Let us know how we're doing. Something you like, let us know. Something you don't like, please let us know, and we'll maybe change it. (laughs) And then, uh, yeah, if you have a favorite episode, share that and try to get some more people on here. Uh, only other thing I will say, I do have a post up on 4x4 Talk, so we're looking at some options for changing out the uh, the after show hosting, so just looking for some more input there. I know I've only got a couple of responses to that, so I'm hoping to get some more. I'm going to leave that up for a while. I will say this, so I'm going to change up through Podbean. We have a premium service option, so that will be going live soon. Uh, I'm going to revamp that and start uploading all the current episodes that I have. And then as I get the past episodes, I'm going to eventually have it. So everything in the after show we've done will be available. It's a one-time cost. I, I, don't, I don't know what I'll do with the dollar amount yet. But you pay that one time, you have access to everything in the past and everything in the future. So if you like some of the other stuff, uh, I want access to a whole bunch. I mean, what is it? We have like 40 episodes on that, I think. I think so. Something like that. Some of them are shorter. Some of them are a little longer. But that's a lot of fun. It's a really cool kind of way to wind down after the main show. So check that out. And with all of that, I think we covered everything here tonight. So thanks for listening, and have a good one, everybody. 